Welcome to the Humanitarian Incidents Podcast, brought to you by the Security Incident Information Management Project. Throughout the series, we'll look at different aspects and perspectives of incident information and humanitarian security risk management. Each episode features humanitarian experts from Geneva to South Sudan, doing everything from research to operations. We discuss how better understanding, management and use of incident information can improve organisations' risk management and access to crisis-affected populations. This episode is called Building on Success, and I'm speaking with Phil Candy, Security Advisor at Medair. Let's start by asking you to remind us who you are and what you do. So yeah, I'm Phil Candy. I'm the security advisor for Medair, um, and Medair is a Swiss uh, international NGO, multi-sectoral uh, humanitarian operations. Um, we're currently operating in about 12 countries around the world, um, mostly in high-risk environments. Um, and my job is to provide advice and training, capacity building, support uh, for our field teams in terms of their safety and security across all of our operations. Um, um, my background, I've started in the sector about 12 years ago, um, working in the field in um, Sudan, in Darfur, in northeastern Uganda. Um, and then I spent some time working for, for Red Art, delivering um, security training and consultancy in various places across the world. Um, and then since 2015, um, I have been in my current role at uh, Meadows headquarters in Switzerland. And I understand you decided your organization needed to improve its security incident information management system. Why is that? Um, I think this was a, a task that um, we started working on when I uh, started into my current role. Um, and uh, it, it was a project that I sort of took over. The organization had already been starting to think about that. And I think that's driven by uh, various things. It was a, an acknowledgement that the system that we had in place was quite ad hoc. Um, there were information gaps. We didn't really have enough detail or, or coverage for, for good analysis. Um, Medair did have a, um, a sort of security uh, incident reporting system in place. It was um, a word-based system. There was a sort of very standard um, incident report template uh, in Word. And uh, whenever there was an incident in the field, the field teams would complete one of those reports um, and then the idea was that it would be emailed into headquarters um, and the security advisor would take a summary or highlights from that incident report, put it into an Excel spreadsheet and that would give us um, some information for analysis, for, for trend analysis, for, for reporting and tracking on incidents. Um, but I think that that system was, uh, had gaps. Um, and it was a very manual system. It required us to uh, fill in a report on Word and then transcribe it into Excel to be able to do any kind of analysis. So there was a feeling that we could be doing that better. And what were the biggest challenges you faced when you were trying to, to make the overhaul? One of the challenges was uh, just the time that it took. So the system that we ended up creating uh, is an online incident reporting tool. Um, and we built that in-house. Uh, Medair already had a online project management tool called Portfolio, um, which was designed and built in-house. And we were able to bolt on incident reporting onto that system. So one of the challenges 
was the uh, just the, the the need for the uh, IT guys, the information system guys, to actually create the system. Uh, so the cost was very low in terms of there was no external costs. Um, we didn't go out to a company or a consultant. We built it in-house, but that required time. So it's taken uh, – it took sort of about two years to actually build the system and then roll it out. So from the beginning of last year, uh, all security incidents are now entered online onto this system. Are you able to reflect now on a kind of before and after basis? And if so, Mm. what do you think has made the most difference? I think one of the challenges that we had before, and to be honest, we still have now, is sort of general compliance and the resistance in a way to reporting minor non-critical incidents. And that's something that's highlighted in the EISF and and Redar manual that was released recently. The idea that uh, maybe even some distrust from field staff who are busy. um, And one of the challenges is getting that whole picture. Um, And generally speaking, field staff fully understand that if they have a serious security incident, a critical security incident, that needs to be reported. But one of the needs is to make sure that we have a full picture of the security situations that challenge us and face us in the field. And that means reporting minor incidents as well. So, you know, a series of 10 minor thefts all add up to, uh, you know, something that really needs to be handled and dealt with. So there's the challenge that we we had before and we still have now are sort of how do we make sure that we are um, training and supporting uh, our field staff so that they report all of the security incidents that challenge us as an organization. The system that we have is very much focused on organizational security issues at the moment. There's a growth potential to add in external security data, but it's focused on internal. And that means that the challenge is to get all of that, all of those incidents, even minor ones, captured. And the difference, one of the differences that the system has has made is that it firstly allows us to see the gaps. So the system that we've created, the online database of incident reports, um, is now married or matched to a analysis tool that allows us to filter, to display. Uh, security incident data in any number of ways on graphs and tables, highlighting particular incident types, uh, filter it by date so we can look at specific countries, specific locations, specific date ranges. That shows us the gaps. And so actually one of the things that we saw really quickly is the gaps that we have in incident reporting, the fact that some countries, some locations are not reporting versus others. Some of that's natural and some of that is just identifying the gaps. The difference the system makes is that it also increases excitement in the field staff. So when I'm able to demonstrate the system and field staff can see that the reports they submit don't go into a black hole, which is how they were feeling before, but actually get entered entered into a database that they can access, they can manipulate, they can filter, they can see the results of the reports that they put in that makes a real difference to the motivation in terms of compliance uh, and incident reporting. So moving forward, in the short and long term, what are the challenges you've yet to face? Challenges that we've yet to face, I think the system is is rolled out and it's active and we're trying to sort of improve it. Uh, so one of the things that we're going to be doing shortly is 
if in a way relaunching some of the guides to how the system is used to try and increase uh, the coverage of incident reporting and the amount, the compliance along those lines, make sure that we give really good guidance as to incident types, incident severity. So those things are built into the system already. When someone creates an incident report online, they have pop-ups that say, you know, pick from these incident types and here's a description of them. But I think we need to strengthen that even further to increase the accuracy and the um, uh, sort of the the the, the spread or, or the the depth of incident reporting. And well, you know, an, another thing is to work with our country programs, with our field teams on the best use of this analysis tool that has also been rolled out. Uh, how do they use that? Um, how do they use that to pull data from the uh, database to inform their regular reports, to inform their regular decision making? Um, the the guide uh, that I referred to uh, talks about four different dimensions for incident reporting uh, or, or incident management, information management, um, and the sort of the third and fourth dimensions are around. Uh, trend analysis and um, you know making good decisions and that's then a growth area for us the system that we've got at the moment is very much focused on the second dimension learning lessons making improvements but then how do we take this data that we've got now all of this we have over 600 incidents captured in the database how do we manipulate that data give this as a tool for the field teams to make good decisions um, one of the growth areas is the uh, the the idea that we need to then add more external incidents into the system. So the system already can take open source data and overlay security incidents that affect other NGOs with our data on a map. But that's almost like a demonstration at the moment. So the, the growth is to do that uh, using multiple sources of information and then give that as a tool for the field teams to look at what's happened to us versus what's happened to other NGOs and, and therefore inform their decision making. One of the other challenges in creating and switching to an, an online system is how do we make sure that staff without good access to internet in very remote um, places uh, without access to the project management tool can still complete incident reports. Um, and we looked at how we could do that and we mapped out the process of creating incident reports. Um, and the solution that we came up with is the portfolio online incident reporting system is matched with uh, an Excel version of the incident report template. And this uh, Excel version has the same questions and it can be filled in offline. It can be filled in by any member of staff with access to a laptop or a computer. And that Excel form is then linked into portfolio. So it can be emailed or sent or handed on a memory stick to anyone with access to the internet. And then following a, a really simple process, clicking a couple of buttons, that Excel incident report form can be imported into the online incident reporting system. So it's literally just a, a minute or two. And then that creates that the, the system take the, the contents of the Excel form and creates a, an online incident report tab. And that means that we can we can say that the system's accessible anywhere. The only uh, sort of barrier, if you like, is that it has to be done uh, on a computer. But in our operations, that's that's 
relatively easy to achieve the access to the internet is sometimes the challenging bit um, so that's that's the way we overcame the trying to make the, the system as broad as possible and ex as accessible as possible even though it's online um, another sort of challenge or another thing that we really had to think hard about when we were creating the system and that we're still uh, engaging with now is the issue of confidentiality because we have incidents and we, we put them online and we have to give access to that to field staff so they can see that data and use that data. But these incidents can include some very confidential ones, uh, issues around sexual assault or uh, similar uh, sort of similar kind of incidents that need to be handled very carefully. So we've had to think about that in creating an online system. Uh, and one of the ways that we've done that is to think very carefully about firewalling certain pieces of information or certain incidents. So the system can automatically firewall incidents that we've told it are particularly sensitive. And that cuts down the number of people that can access and look at that data. Uh, for some cases, I will only see that an incident has happened and I won't see any of the information behind it because the system will send alerts to people in the human resources department or one of our medical advisors to allow them to engage with very sensitive incidents where staff um, uh, maybe have been abused um, and that allows us to manage those incidents confidentiality, uh, confidentially. So I think that's another challenge to consider and another issue to uh, to bear in mind when you're setting up a system is how you balance information sharing with confidentiality, how you make sure that the people who need to see the data to help manage the incident or to help support staff can do that without making very sensitive pieces of information broadly uh, available to everyone. Do you have any advice for anyone in a role similar to your own? I think one of the um, things I would say is that a, a good and comprehensive incident reporting system is essential, um, that it really is worth doing. It's worth creating a system that allows you to take this information in and analyze it and manipulate it. That's been one of the massive gains that we found in, in implementing the system, the fact that we've got so much better oversight of what has happened to us that we can just at a click of a button look at the number of staff that have been injured or killed, the number of um, uh, incidents of a particular type that have happened to us in a particular location. That is such a strength um, and I really do think that that's a, a great thing to happen. That doesn't have to be online. It could be by having a really good system and, and a really uh, comprehensive way of, of, of then creating that data and putting that data into a, a system to allow you to analyze and learn lessons. But I really do think that it's, it's incredibly important that we have the ability to take this data, to know what's happened to us, to learn lessons from that and to then give that as a tool for our field staff to take decisions based upon what they can see has happened. Do you have any final thoughts for today? So I think uh, incident reporting, incident information management is really crucial and critical. Uh, and if you look at the, the handbook that came out from EISF, from uh, Red R and others, they talk about four dimensions of incident reporting, incident uh, information management. Dimension one is the immediate reaction, the, the, the need to flag that an incident has happened and that, that help can be given. And we tend to do that 
uh, verbally through a radio call or a phone call. Um, and then dimension two is around lessons learned and preventing another incident with dimension three, looking at strategic decision making and dis, uh, dimension four, looking at context analysis. Um, and when we think about our internal in-house incident reporting system at the moment, it's very much focused on dimension two, making sure we've captured what has happened, that we've learned lessons, um, that we know uh, how to prevent an incident happening again. Um, and it also allows us to start working with dimensions three and four to add to our knowledge of the context, our, add to the knowledge of the, of the security threats that face us as an NGO and start to take good decisions based on that. And we take into that information from external uh, sources, other NGOs, information uh, about incidents that have happened to them. Phil Candy, thanks again for taking the time to speak to us today and all the best of luck in the future. Thank you very much. You can find out more about Phil Candy and Medair at medair.org. Next time, I'll be speaking with Megan Norbert, founder of the advocacy NGO Report the Abuse. The Security Incident Information Management Project builds the capacity of NGOs to undertake speedier security-related information management and sharing, thereby strengthening humanitarian response. And the project is supported by the European Interagency Security Forum, Insecurity Insight and Redar UK, and is funded by EU Humanitarian Aid. I'm Robert Cutmore. Thank you for listening.